Okay. We are live here in the sit-down on the Built in Buffalo Network. Of course, it is Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am your host, as always, the Buffalo Sauce God on Twitter, at Buffalo Sauce God. Joined here with my co-host, as always, at Mafia Montage. Mr. Montage, how are we doing this evening? I'll tell you what, a little under the weather, but I I feel like every single time I'm going to get up and talk Bills football, an energy kind of rises up through me. It's kind of like flu game vibes right now, right? So, of course, we've got a killer show for you guys. The Buffalo Bills are coming off of the bye week, and there is a ton to discuss. We didn't get a ton to discuss last week. We had a great show. But a lot of news on the forefront, of course, with a team like Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers visiting Buffalo. A lot to really get into. Josh Allen's primetime numbers. And, of course, don't forget our partnership of Underdog Fantasy, which we have a promo code for you right here, and that is at BIB, which will give you a deposit match up to $100 on the Underdog Fantasy, uh, our proud partnership. And, of course, Built in Buffalo is in partnership with Picasso's Pizza, PLB Sports, and Western New York, and uh, I believe Ticket IQ as well, which has got some great deals on tickets out there. So if you're just now tuning in, hit that like and share, get them comments flowing, and let's get this uh, introduction kicked off, and let's get to it. You guys see that uh, promo code one more time with Underdog Fantasy, which has got great pickums, great daily fantasy, and I think is honestly the best fantasy and slash sports gaming app that exists out there. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. So, uh, what's this you just pulled up here about T Public Montage? You got something about that? Yeah. See that nice shirt behind me? Okay. And he then you him. see this nice shirt that I'm wearing right here. Built-in Buffalo shop, baby, on Tee Public. We got a bunch of fire merch out there. Dave's bringing the heat. Go check it out. Uh, buy some merch if you like. I like it. Yeah, with the lot. movement. So before we do anything else, too, I want to give some shout-outs to the Built-in Buffalo page overall. I mean, from the, the news articles that we have on the website to the podcasts to the live shows to the daily updates as far as anything bills and all the amazing content is with the built in buffalo's twitter page which if you have if you have not done so already please follow us at built in buffalo underscore and also on the brand new youtube page which i believe uh montage i just had it pulled up right here that is the built in buffalo colon buffalo bills media coverage that is the brand new built in buffalo youtube channel which you can subscribe to if you've not done so already and if you haven't done so already too like us on facebook over sixty thousand like i think it's over 61k 
which is an incredible feat. But that's because the guys here at the Built-In Buffalo Network that really put in a lot of work, whether it's Dave Myers, Akeem, whether it's Mafia Montage over here who really stepped at the, you know, stepped up the bat. Peter, breaking tables. I mean, Matt, I, I got so many people I could name. Honestly, it's probably the best Bills content that I think exists out there. And I wanted to give a shout out before we did anything else. Because we've got a great show planned for you guys. We've got to talk about the Packers struggling. We've got to discuss the Bills offense versus this Packers defense, which honestly has been pretty great A. Uh, Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers, those primetime numbers. No Devontae Adams, no problem. Maybe, I don't know, we're going to have to find out. We'll have those injury updates for you guys as well, what it's like for the Bills coming off a of bye week under Sean McDermott, and much more. And at the very end, we're going to get to some live fantasy picks with underdog montage is going to pick us some winners this week and put insurance on but if you haven't done so already too get those comments flowing we want to see what you guys think because i'm absolutely fired up sunday night football has a different feel to it okay the packers are a historic franchise alongside of the beloved buffalo bills who happy birthday to the bills by the way um, my, my number one love in life. Wanted to say happy know. birthday to you, baby. Uh, so it's a really, it's a great matchup, whether the Packers look like they have in recent years or whether they look like a dumpster fire that they maybe have. So already this season as well. So the bills, what is it like? I don't know. We're going to have to talk about all the injury updates as well, because I know there is one offensive lineman who is definitely out for the game. It seems like, but the Packers are pretty banged up too. So we'll have all that for you guys. But if you haven't done so already, Hit that like and share. Of course, the sit down is in partnership with Underdog Fantasy and Built in Buffalo is with West Hurt, Ticket IQ, PLB Sports, and Picasso's Pizza, which I got to be honest, is pretty damn great pizza. So, Montage, let's talk about the first topic here. The Packers have struggled this season. It's no, no mystery to anybody else. You know, a lot of people wondered what it was going to be like without Devontae Adams. You know, Aaron Rodgers making news for things like DMT instead of football. Now, whether I agree with those kind of decisions is a different topic for a different day, but what do you attribute, Montage, as to why the Packers have really struggled this season? Yeah, you know, they kind of put their um, defense up in the kind of front forefront of their of their winning um, formula, and uh, it's just been a little bit streaky. It's really good talent-wise on paper and um, hasn't always um, shown up on the field. Now, the other thing is pretty simple. Devontae Adams isn't there anymore. When they got to go to somebody, they don't have Devontae Adams to go to anymore. They have guys that are, you know, third, you know, third options in most teams at best and um, Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones, you know, is very good, but, um, you know, he, he can't carry the whole team. And, and A.J. Dillon's a great running back too, a good running back at least. And, um, you know, they just haven't been able to win with uh, trying to pound the rock and, and play defense or, you know, in this case, you know, having Aaron Rodgers, you're obviously going to try to throw the ball around the yard and they just haven't had the weapons to get it done. Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, the, the Packers have been able to run the football so well in recent years because Aaron Jones has really been more of a versatile running back in the passing game for them as well. That's why they re-signed him to a pretty solid contract. But – you're not seeing that so prominent this year because there is no respect to the pass game. Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a game this year, which has been mind, you know, mind blowing, which is something that is out of sort. <clears throat> the same thing could be said for Tom Brady as well. But it's, I think, 
Devontae Adams not being there does throw the chemistry off. That really adds a different element that makes your offense that much better. I mean, how look what look what adding Stephon Diggs did with the Buffalo Bills offense. So I think the loss of Devontae Adams is a big part of it, but I also think that there is no team chemistry over there. There is no sense of when you look at the Buffalo Bills, not to sound cliche, but the karaoke things on the Friday, you know, the Fridays when they're on live, just the Halloween activities together. This is a, a family. It's not a team. It's a family. I don't get that vibe from Green Bay. Now, I'm not, of course, a Packers fan. I don't know what goes on inside that locker room. But to me, Aaron Rodgers has all season long just blamed everybody else. And it doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers is really in this to be playing championship football. I honestly question if he's playing for those reasons. When I look at Aaron yeah. Rodgers' situation with Matt LaFleur and now his guaranteed money for his contract, I think it's three years, 150 mil. That's 50 mil guaranteed a year just to keep doing what you've been doing. Now, whether you want to win or not, hell, that's up to you. Of course, as a competitor, I, I would want to be out there winning. But Aaron Rodgers, was he ever really coming back for the reason of wanting to win football games and win a championship because I think he's already solidified his status as a Hall of Famer. I mean, that's no question. He's one of the best to ever do it. He does have a ring, but he could have. He definitely could have more is what I've always thought about him as a quarterback because I have a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers. But I think that's got to be what my biggest uh, issue with the Packers coming in is, is I don't see any sort of team chemistry. They're, they're losing, and they're losing like it. They don't look like there's any sort of – holding each other up, picking each other up. It doesn't seem like that in any, and I've watched quite a few Packers games this year. So uh, let's check in with some of the comments out there, Montage. Just think, what do you guys out there think about the Packers struggles? Yeah, no weapons, you know, that's what we're uh, basically coming with. And then Justin, glad to have you, brother. Uh, I love that. Doesn't get the family vibe from any other organization. Yeah, we're biased, but, you know, hey, that's the Bills Mafia culture, right? So, Well, I think even when you really look at a lot of teams in the NFL, you can sense on the field what kind of camaraderie exists within that organization. And that's that's something that's no secret about the Buffalo Bills to the rest of the nation, I think. I think that it's, it's noticeable. And that's because it's even in the losses, right? In the losses, who are who's pointing the finger or is, or is anybody pointing the finger? And if you're pointing the finger, you know what they say about pointing the finger at people. You got three point right back at you. So there's no sense of accountability, I think, with each other. And there's no sense of picking each other up when they're down. And right. I think that's ultimately why they haven't seemed to ever get it going, because the NFC North at this point, my friend, is wide open. I don't think that's something anybody would have anticipated going into week eight of this NFL season. So. Anyways, with that being said, the Packers have mostly struggled offensively, but let's take a look as far as this Bills offense versus the Packers defense. Now, so I believe that they're number one in passing defense uh, as far as yardage goes. Now, what do you think is attributed to that montage? Yeah, well, they have Jair Alexander, who's top three cornerback in the league. Obviously, they have pretty good safeties over there as well. Yeah, I think, so, I think a consensus top three defensive back. Yeah, so, I mean, just a lot of talent overall. Um, good good linebackers, good pass rush on, on that front, uh, on the front line. So, um, you know, they've, they've got some guys there that are doing their thing. And, uh, you know, that's uh, something that they have to lean on. Like I said, their formula right now is going to be playing really good defense and trying to get something on the offensive end, maybe in the running game. 
and then hit maybe a play action pass later in the game if they can kill somebody with the with the running game enough early. So uh, it's something I just don't see being effective. But I think that um, defensively, like I said, they have a lot of good players out there. So um, so do we on offense. <laughs> you know, I don't think that. Um, yeah, I don't think that the matchup is going to be too overwhelming for the Bills offense. I really like this matchup, even though Jerry Alexander is good. I read a stat on PFF that 23% of our attempts so far this year has have been short center. Um, so, you know, we're getting a lot of plays over the middle, and I think that Jair Alexander is not going to be able to stop that. So, um, you know, they have strengths and, and they, they have good players, but, you know, what we've been doing um, to get people out of what they want to do against us, which is defend the deep ball, um, is just plugging plugging away in the center of the field and, and kind of short passing concepts, draw people up and then hit them deep. And didn't take long to draw them up. Um, the last game we played when we hit Gabe Davis, obviously for a huge, uh, huge breakaway there. So, um, you know, there's a lot of fun things going into this game, which we'll get into. And, uh, you know, the, the offense versus defensive matchup is um, going to be the most exciting part, I think. I think anytime the Bills are on offense, that's the most fun part of the game to watch for most fans. And, uh, you know, seeing it against a stout defense, I think we're going to uh, we're going to see really what these guys are made of. And it'll be interesting to see guys like Isaiah McKenzie and uh, – the rookie Khalil Shakir, see if we can have guys like that step up in these games where if someone's going to take Stefan Diggs away, which is nearly impossible, what does that matter to us? Can we just beat him with somebody else? And so far it's been Gabe Davis for the most part, but we really got to see some good games out of guys like Knox and McKenzie and Shakir coming up here when we're playing guys that have the talent. Who's, take yeah, away who's the like other Diggs. guy? You know what I mean? Who's yeah. the other guy? And, and I think so. I wanted to take a look and, and kind of give my analysis of the offense versus this Packers defense. And by the way, I was just drinking pineapple juice. For those of you that ever get a cough, I'm going to give you a little secret here in the sit down. A little built in Buffalo gift to all of you. Uh, pineapple juice is really the most effective thing against the cough. I've been battling it all day and I'm trying to keep it contained. So, um, little secret of, of the trade. But as far as the Bills offense goes versus this Packers defense, I think the thing I look at is what you're talking about. Who's that other guy? Like, it, you know, Stephon Diggs has been that guy consistently week in and week out of the season, which I love. And, of course, I want to see that continue. And I'm not saying that that's not going to not continue. But, yes, Jair Alexander, different uh, level of defensive back. I think people say, okay, well, he's played well against a guy like Ramsey. I don't think Jalen Ramsey's really on the level of Jair Alexander. In a lot of ways, I think that Jalen Ramsey's overrated. But I also think for the Bills offense, it hasn't always been who's the second guy. It's also who's that third guy, which in some weeks is Devin Singletary in the run game. When that run game is wide open, I truly think it opens up everything for the entire Bills offense. Now, if it's Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, and you got Devin Singletary running the rock well. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's a consistent formula offensively if you're taking care of the football and not making, you know, shooting yourself in the foot. I think that's a pretty consistent formula for winning football. But I think, I think ultimately, you know, Sunday night football coming in, I expect that the Bills offense is really going to put on a show. Um, and I think that it's, it's not a matchup that I'm necessarily worried about. I think, it's a matchup that is um, 
the Packers' only hope is really defensively, unless for some reason Aaron Rodgers finds knock on wood, finds something out of there that he hasn't had all season. But right now, I don't see that coming from him. So if this Bills offense can just take care of the clock, take care of the football, no penalties, then I think that that's ultimately going to be way more than good enough to beat the Packers' defense. And we've played some pretty good defenses this year. I mean, between my, I think Miami's got a pretty solid defense. I think that. The, obviously, the Rams are supposed to have a pretty great defense. Look what we did to them. We've just done it, right? So, um, ultimately, the running of the football is so big with this football team. I just loved how we didn't have to try to establish it. It was established, and it was going well against Kansas City. So, coming off the bye week, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Bills are going to do. Are they going to come at them in an air raid? Are they going to try to do exactly what I'm talking about with controlling the clock and running the football? Because there's also a lot of trade rumors as of late at the running back position, which we will discuss later in the show. And if you're just now tuning in, don't forget to hit that like and share button. You're live here in the sit down. Of course, in partnership with Underdog Fantasy and promo code is BIB for a deposit match up to $100. Of course, that is BIB for Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy and uh Pickums too. I love it. We're going to do a live one of those later on in the show, too. So don't go anywhere, but let's check in with some more of those comments montage and see what the people out there uh, in Bill's Mafia think. Yeah, they're saying... By the way, I got a couple of buddies that are Packers fans, and and honestly, they don't have very much good to say about the the Packers right now. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, Gary coming in. Green Bay is a terrible run D. So do they get the (coughs) RBs involved? Let's see more Cook. Yep, we're going to talk a little more about that in another segment. Um, Spin coming in. Davis should be able to beat. What up, Spin? Good to see you as and, always. Uh, yeah, I think that um, that's right. Anyway, I, I love think... Spin's take. Spin's always got a solid take on the Bills. A lot of respect to Spin. Just say Brent Thomason coming in. They drink moonshine for that cough down. I was gonna say. I was gonna say for the for the ones <laughs> you know, twenty one and older. There's there's a, there's a couple other remedies too, but I think that was also an excuse to my mother to give me a shot of whiskey when I was sixteen. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyways, all right, let's move on because this is a very, very big matchup when you talk about quarterbacks old versus new and talking about exactly the stat that I'm going to pull up right here, Montage. I had it pulled up just so that I knew. Um, it, it, since 1970, with a minimum of 300 pass attempts in primetime football, Josh Allen has got the highest passer rating in history with 108.6, but coming in second is Aaron Rodgers at 106.5. So that right there to me is like something that gets me excited. This is something that right now is Aaron Rodgers going to be playing like the level he has? I'm not exactly sure of that. Now, I think Josh Allen, I want to talk about his performances in primetime. Some people think that primetime games really add an element of pressure to people. I don't necessarily always agree with that. Sometimes in those primetime games, Oh, man, it just gets you fired up that much more. You know what I mean? It's something about playing under the lights at your own stadium because let's also not forget that this Buffalo Bills team has not really been blessed with primetime games until recent years. And I think a lot of that is attributed to the way that Josh Allen and this Buffalo Bills team plays all together on primetime football. So I think Josh is just one of those guys that loves the moment. He really, in all the situations last year in the playoffs, Josh did everything that he absolutely could. We know that, and we didn't see anything short of him. In fact, I honestly still will say, even though it came up short of a Super Bowl trophy, I think that that was one of the best uh, playoff performances ever, you know, as far as a quarterback goes. And 
I think that that's because he loves these moments and it's a chance to kind of go out there and prove some people wrong and, and show exactly. He likes to show off a little bit, maybe not in a cocky right. way, but he loves to, to play well for the kids. And it's, man, it's always a stage where he just gets to shine. And, and what do you think about Josh's performances in primetime games or anything that you want to note, like any of the performances he's had that absolutely stand out to you? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously he's kind of built for these moments. He's, shown in the playoffs as well he's performed decently i mean last year in the playoffs he had historic numbers and ended up losing a heartbreaker obviously but um you know had it had that postseason continued he would uh probably shattered a bunch of records from from the postseason and um i think that he just has that it factor that we talk about you know he's just not too big you know the moment's not too big for him um, he's going out there and he just gets that extra juice. Like you said, he just has a great knack for, you know, getting these guys in the right spots and making sure that, um, you know, they're as well prepared as they can be. And that's really what it comes down to is being prepared, going out there, giving your team the chance to win without, um, you know, the mistakes. And that's really what he's been able to do. I think the cool thing about this game as uh, you know, Spin says here, Rodgers is thirteen and zero in prime time. That's pretty cool. But I think the Bills haven't lost either um, in some time on prime time with Josh Allen. So, um, as Lavar Ball would say, undefeated, never lost, <coughs> never lost. I think that um, Rodgers is going to get his first loss this week. And also, shout out to my mom watching us she's probably gonna go to mama montage somewhere. mama <laughs> montage so um, there's a couple of performances i wanted to definitely highlight montage as far as both of these quarterbacks like you know i can't necessarily like go through a lot of rogers games for prime time right but one of my favorite prime time josh allen performances ever is quite possibly against kansas city last year or even going back to Thanksgiving in 2019 against the Cowboys, I think that that four, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. There it is every week. Fourth and one, and what he did and what he showed people, what he was made of, was a moment that was like, there's something special really going on here, and it just needs the right pieces. And I think that's something I take a look at. But I think when it look at Aaron Rodgers' primetime performances, one that I could definitely highlight was against the the Chicago Bears a few years back when they had just acquired Khalil Mack. Dude had like three sacks at the half. And Rodgers broke his leg, I think. And he comes back in the second half, and I think he just tossed 304 tutties and and won the game. And, of course, after the game, his post-game interview is one of the most legendary. He spoke with a southern accent. And for those of you that don't know, Aaron Rodgers is from California and does not have any relation to with a southern accent whatsoever, but was a little loaded up on something back there. So it's something that I always yeah. like to highlight. But he's definitely, you know, they say he's a bad man. And, and it's for a reason. But I got to be honest, Josh Allen is a is a is a great man. You got to, you know what I mean? He's a bad man, but he's a great man. You watch him go out there and there's a lot of greatness that exists in his primetime performances. And I think he also you know, when you look at the greatest people in, of all time in sports, guys like Derek Jeter, they love to have more people there and more more of a stage because that gave them more of a chance to shine and give people a real show and and I think that's kind of what Josh Allen gets a chance to do especially in Orchard Park 
end of October. You know, it's it's a it's a real it's like a it's a real beautiful time to be there for a primetime game. So I think that that's really a great opportunity for Josh Allen to go out there and kind of say, hey, you know, Rogers, boom. And something else that I want to note too is this will be a the first if if he defeats Aaron Rodgers and the Packers on Sunday. This will be the first time since Trey Aikman in 1996 that a quarterback has went and played against a team with a former MVP, a three former MVPs in a single season. Um, and that would be, of course, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers if he's able to do so. So yeah. that's an opportunity for him to – I don't think he really cares about that when you talk about the history books, you know. but it is something that is definitely worth noting because – also, too, don't forget, it's not like he's playing against the quarter. Something I like that Lamar Jackson said was, I'm not out there playing against Tom Brady. I'm playing the Buccaneers defense. So yeah. I'm just trying to beat the Bucs. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what I think Josh Allen is doing. But maybe in the back of his mind, it's a chance to really solidify himself as I'm taking over. This is the new face because we're seeing it. We're kind of seeing the end. I, I believe yeah. at this point, at this point, we've definitely started seeing the ends of guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So uh, as far as let's take a look at some more comments before we move on to our next. Yeah, I appreciate you guys out there too. That's what I was trying to say too. We haven't lost. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Bye. We're know, gonna get to. We that. haven't. Uh, we haven't lost a Green Bay at home. So that's yep, we're gonna get to all those that. are the those are the items I was thinking of. Um, and you know we've we've played well. I think that. Um, I think you know it's Aaron Rodgers is a proven winner, like we said, and um, Josh Allen is beginning to. Uh, cement himself as a proven winner as well when the moments are uh, the biggest. So um, now he needs to yeah. do it, you know, in the playoffs, but, you know, during, during the primetime um, games, during the regular season, at least he's been uh, pretty spectacular thus far. And I think, you know, some people thought the moment got the best of him in 2019 against the Texans in the play. And, and I think in a little, in a sense, a little bit, but that's because, I will never, ever, ever hate on Josh Allen for trying to do that little dumb lateral. Like, I respect the fact that he was trying to do whatever it took to win the football game, and that's how you learn, and that's how you grow, and that's ultimately right. how you become great is by learning through those kinds of mistakes. And that's something that you see it in his eyes, man, how badly he wants it. When he, it's almost like a, a sense of revenge, but he's revenging for Bill's mafia. It's not like he's revenging right. for himself. He's out there fighting for his team and fighting for this fan base too. And that's something I love about Josh Allen. So let's go show the entire nation on primetime Sunday night football. Of course, Chris Collinsworth has actually not gotten on my nerves thus far. Honestly, I'm okay with him. So let's move on to our next topic of discussion. We are live here in the sit down on the built in Buffalo network. Of course, if you haven't done so already hit that like and share button, drop comments. We are discussing our next topic. No Devonte Adams, no problem. Ooh, I think there might be a problem. So what playmakers does Green Bay have? What are the guys that you look at, Montage? Yeah, they got just a lot of unproven or young uh, receivers out there. And then they have Aaron Jones, who's a proven weapon. But Romeo Dobbs coming in as a rookie is really good um, prospect. But, you know, he's starting to uh, get more integrated in that offense. And I think you're going to see a heavy dose of him this weekend with Lazard out. And we'll get to the injuries later, but um, Randall Cobb was uh, down with an injury as well. But these guys are just older guys that just have a little bit of a rapport with with Rodgers. But just it's it's really Aaron Jones. I mean, and and AJ Dillon, like I said, is a good runner. But um, whether the 
the line. I haven't studied the Packers uh, a ton, but uh, you know he's not been massively effective in these games that they've been losing. So um, I see somebody in the comments says Tanyan, yeah, you know they have him in the red zone is not a bad option. He's been okay, but just they're not these guys. They're not consistent enough guys. They're not. Um, you know, uh, a one A one B combo like the Bills have. They're they're all like I said, uh, kind of in the opening. Their receiving core is a lot of like third option type guys, and then Aaron Jones um, is being uh, held responsible to carry the load, and it's just it's a tough thing to do in the NFL. I think it was crazy to me, right? So Devontae Adams, I I don't know if he was just franchise tagged or if he had actually been given the contract by the Packers. But then he's traded. It's like, whoa, how could you trade literally your best outside Aaron Rodgers, your best player on offense? I mean, right. it, literally the best receiver at that point outside of Cooper Cup in the NFL. I mean, you ask anybody, you're going to probably take Devontae Adams over a lot of people in this league. And, I mean, that's how he's even had success with that struggling Raiders offense too. <laughs> but I think Aaron Jones is really versatile in the running and the pass game. And they are probably going to try to get it going with him somehow. They're going to try to maybe find a way to run the football because teams are not passing well against us. They might get yards, but they're not scoring necessarily against us. But I think the – it just that's it. I mean, you look at Aaron Jones, that's it. A.J. Dillon, sure, but really, what has the Packers done offensively to really like make anybody go wow this season? And that's not something I'm used to saying. And that's, you know, out of respect for what they've been able to accomplish in this league as far as Aaron Rodgers playing the, the, the quarterback position. But I think that's really all they got, and that's why all, you got the Bills defense coming at you. It's just too much. over. It's too overpowering. So I think that Aaron Jones is really the only guy they're going to try to get it going with because it looks like they're going to have their number one receiver at this point out. And, of course, we'll discuss that injury report later in the show. But if um, – if they can get it going with Aaron Jones, that he can obviously beat you in the pass game. He can beat you in the run game too. But like that, like the line's banged up too. They haven't had as necessarily as good of an offensive line as they have in recent years too. So right. this Packers team is just not the same as what we're accustomed to seeing. And that's because, hey, you can only have so much success for so much length of time until, you know, eventually things will fall apart and it's hard to keep teams together with salary cap situations in the NFL. That's why it's so hard to win a Super Bowl and especially win back-to-back Super Bowl. So let's take a look at some more comments too. What do you guys think out there, Bills Mafia? What does Green Bay have as far as playmakers offensively without Devontae Adams? We got anything out there? Roy saying Sammy Watkins will oh, save the day. He's he's all of a sudden <laughs> excited to play in Buffalo. Like He's like happy to see us. Like, nah, get out of here, dude. Yeah, right. Um yeah, uh, you know, they have some screens with Aaron Jones, like Calhoun's saying here. And, that's and the legend fine. of the like, game will be Stevie Johnson, by the way. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest playmakers, though, for Green Bay is just, you know, their defense, really. I mean, that it's not even an offensive player. They just don't they don't have much um, offensively. And I think it's really starting to show. And you can have the greatest quarterback in the world, which they have the defending MVP and, you know, touted as one of the best ever. And in the end, uh, it's just not working. They just don't have enough. They don't have enough firepower. They don't have enough, um, like you said, consistency on the offensive line and depth there to, to play well at a consistent level. And then um, even with a good defense, they're still very beatable. They have 
some good players in some key positions, um, like we mentioned, but just, uh, you know, not enough all around uh, depth and scheme that Let me uh, say this too. would allow them to be successful. The fact that they've been able to even be wounded in their own division, which as we've seen Aaron Rodgers say, I've owned you my whole life or whatever. Yeah. They haven't, they lost to the Vikings to start the season. Beat the Bears 27 to 10. I think that we all, if you don't beat the Bears, then okay, they barely beat the Buccaneers. Their defense only allows 12, but that's a struggling Buccaneers team, right? So it's not like it's yeah. anything to really like get too excited about. Patriots, they 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 win that one. That's their best win of the season. They won it in overtime on a field goal. The Giants, they they beat them 27-22. So they do give up points. They gave up 27 to both New Jersey teams uh, yeah. with the Giants and then the Jets in back-to-back weeks. And then they lose to the Commanders, 23-21 to with Taylor Heineke starting the game. I think this Packers team is just poof. It's just they're not a team. And if this was a team maybe like two, three years ago, I would definitely say that this was a matchup that is going to be a little bit tougher. But I just don't think that they have enough at all to come at us with. So uh, let's move on to our next subject. You guys, we're live here in the sit down. We're going to talk about this, which was mentioned earlier. Will there be any rust? The bills are perfect under Sean McDermott after the bye week five and zero, and they look to improve to six and zero under his tenure montage. Let me take you through some of these uh, games real quick. 2017 week seven versus the Buccaneers. This is the first year before Josh Allen. Yep. Bills beat the Buccaneers 30 to 27. Okay, and that was also Jameis Winston, but Buccaneers years. But uh, we beat the uh, 2018 Week 12 versus the Jaguars, one of my favorite moments of Josh Allen's career in the this Bills tenure. Bills beat the Jaguars 24-21. Week 7 versus the Dolphins in 2019, 31-21. Week, to- uh, week 12 against the Chargers in 2020, 27-17 with a Justin Herbert uh, quarterback position that was really hot at that moment. In fact, he had a pretty good game against us, I believe. Yeah, right. Week 7 against the Dolphins, 2021, 26-11. So, okay, I wonder sometimes if there really is anything such as rust when you're getting a week's worth of rest and a chance to heal up in the NFL. It's different when you're playing in, like, the NBA and you're accustomed to playing every single day, right? But the NBA and NFL are different. The NFL, that's why we only see one game a week. We don't see a best-of-three series. We see one playoff game at a time because of the amount of recovery time it takes. So I don't think that rust necessarily exists. I think it's always a chance for the bills to just get better, tune things up. As my buddy, Drew Lawrence would say, I tell you, you got to take a look, clean it up, right? That's a chance for them to do that. What do you expect for this bills team coming off the bye week? And what do you attribute to their success under Sean McDermott? Yeah. You know, it's another week of preparation. And like you say, you can kind of get healthy and boy, the bills did. And the, the, the bye week couldn't have come at a better time for us. And I think the amount of preparation and, and re- I think, like you said, you could take a week off and you're not going to get affected. I mean, if you take a few weeks off, obviously that can affect you. But and then you have the off season where you get some rust put on. But you're talking in season, you know, you just take a week off. They're used to taking sometimes when if you play a Thursday game, then you have to play a Monday night game. You know, sometimes there are those layovers that that are are longer. So I don't think that a week off necessarily will. Um, produce any rust, but I think that I expect this team to come out on Sunday night football at home, um, just jacked up and and ready to rip. And I expect them to to rip early and often. They get jacked up and rip. I like that. Jack get jacked up and rip, Buffalo. That's what we want to hear right there. Of course I, I like I said, I just don't think 
when when you have a coach like Sean McDermott who definitely loves preparation, he loves the process, right? He trusts in the process. I think that it's always a chance for them to really, like I said, take a look again. How can we get better? And it's another week of preparation, and you know who your opponent is. I've always thought that the Bills, when they're able to really prepare a game plan for opponents, that they've found a way to come out on top, and that's kind of what we're seeing. So I look in those recent years, the Bills have never seemed to come off too rusty. Maybe at first, you know, just kind of getting your rhythm, but right now you're in midseason form. It's not like the preseason where you're just starting to play competitive football for the first time in months. You've been playing for a while. You're getting your groove. Now you want a chance to, you know, get a little relaxed. It's also a good chance for players <coughs> to get some relaxation away from football too. And that's what we're kind of seeing with the Bills' whole team with their whole Halloween stuff that they're doing, which I love seeing. It's good for players. It's good to see them having good and healthy fun too, which I love you, Bills Mafia. But in the 90s, I know that uh, Jim Kelly and the boys were a little – they misbehave sometimes. You know what I mean? Not, not, not that it's a – you know, but – I think that the Bills are really just a team that is well coached with Sean McDermott, and it just shows what the culture is like in Buffalo and how how vital it really is. Because again, preparation is everything, man. Like even when when I played competitive sports, if you like knew a good amount about your matchup, you were well informed. You could at least kind of figure things out. Even sometimes as a guy that wasn't, you know, I mean, I might look like it, but I wasn't always the most athletic kid, but I always game plan really well, and I was always able to play competitively that well. So I think that that's what I really attribute to it the most. So let's take a look at some of those comments, Montage. Yeah, my buddy Matt, appreciate you stopping by and, and watching us, buddy. Uh, the Bills have built a Bizarre. great track record with our strength and conditioning program. Clearly that shows by Mc yeah. McDermott's flawless record off the bye week since taking over as head coach. So I like that um, – a couple of these uh, guys, Brent and Roy, coming in about uh, you know looking lethargic or starting slow. That's what I think really the focus may be this uh, game because we've we've come out in the second half right, just shot out of a cannon every game, and this game gives us an opportunity to say, look, what are we doing early on that's not successful? How can we get you know, the performance we're getting in the third quarters and, and the second half overall of games, you know, in the first and second quarter. And I think that there's a feeling out process, but I think this this matchup may be so uneven um, that it might not matter. I, I think I expect them to start fast. And like I said, I, I would expect them to score early and often. So, uh, you know, again, it's it's so funny because when, when people usually say we're a better second-half team, it's usually just a way to kind of, you know, get themselves kind of out of the negative vibes. But we really have been a better second-half team offensively and defensively. But now we're seeing the Bills starting to kind of be able to put their foot on the gas at the start like Montage is talking about. And that's the most important thing is to come out sharp right away because <clears throat> it might not matter about coming out with a little bit of rust in the first quarter, but – you just don't want that to happen because you have found your rhythm and you don't want to stray away from that. You want to play consistent football every single quarter. And that's what we talked about here in the sit-down montage. You know that about how much I preach, get it going right away and, and like finish these drives. And that's yeah. what we've been seeing from them lately. And defensively, we're still doing just that. I mean, really, we are playing really sound football in the first and second half right now. 
But I'm glad that at least we're playing lights out in the second half. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's great. But we need to definitely have come out strong, establish that run, boom, show them exactly the football team that we are, and that there is no such thing as rust when you're coming off the bye week under Sean McDermott's tenure. Right? I like that you said that, Sorry. too, establish the run, because the, the Packers aren't a good rush defense. So, you know, maybe the reason why we stutter out of the gate is because we fail to run the ball. But, you know, when we're running against a defense that's not as good at stopping the run, you know, we have that chance to keep the drives alive, get those runs for six, seven, eight yards of carry, and then – you know, you're playing ahead of the ahead of schedule. So I think that that's an important thing to watch against Green Bay. You know, it's like our strengths are their strengths too. So their passing defense is supposedly pretty good and our passing offense is really good. And their yeah. run defense isn't very good and our running game hasn't been the greatest. Uh, we haven't needed it. We haven't yeah. used it. I mean, it's not like we're we're built on the on the running game anyway. So it doesn't, that that narrative doesn't really affect me. But I think that just in general, um, you know, having uh, strength on strength, so to speak, in this game is going to come out uh, in Buffalo's favor for sure. It's definitely going to come down to, you know, when you want to establish that run, how does the offensive line perform for Buffalo, especially with um, one of the guys that will be out, which we're going to talk about in the injury report here in just a few minutes, guys. But if you haven't done so already, please hit that like and share. Keep those comments flowing. We're live here in the sit down. Uh, Green Bay's defense is bottom five. Yeah. Okay. I get that. So let's move on to our next topic because we still got tons of great stuff to talk about, guys. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk about the Bills are undefeated at home against the Green Bay Packers, which, wow, when you think about that montage, that's a historical thing. The Green Bay Packers and the Buffalo Bills are two of the oldest franchises in the NFL. Obviously, everybody knows the Packers winning the first ever Super Bowl, the Bills being in the AFL and then coming over to the NFL like Dave. Them guys been there, right? So I think that it's a really cool stat. And I think that we're what six and zero, and I know that one of those games is actually at it was a Brett Favre game in two thousand and six, I believe it was, and the Bills, yeah, obviously won that game, and that's kind of like the first game where I really started to really transition into a Bills fan at that moment in time. So, um, what do you think about as far as these, what it means for the this matchup, and to maybe even keep that undefeated record against a team with so much history like the Green Bay Packers? Undefeated, never lost. I'm sorry. I just had to say that again. You got to say it. I like that. I, uh, I was at the game eight years ago. Uh, <laughs> I was on the field pregame. Um, dapped up Marquise Goodwin in the end zone as he was practicing punts. Speaking of, of I think he had a touchdown last week. Yeah. Um, you know, I I did uh, I did a lot of uh, Bill's Mafia-esque things that day. Ended up um, not – making it through the game without uh, being removed from the stadium by the Sharifs. Get out of here! And, uh, you know, my buddy Matt, uh, who was in the comments here, <laughs> sat there and uh, got to see the win and then uh, came out and, and we got to go home. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it's a it's a great matchup. I think, obviously, the prestige the Packers have is really um, top-notch. So coming into this game – and then being on Sunday Night Football, which, you know, I'm going to admit, I didn't realize Sunday Night Football is like the primo spot for NFL. You know, I'm thinking yeah, Monday Night Football was, nah, was like, you know. Nah, but it's, it's, it's that day of football, you know. Yeah, after this week, you know, and I'm, I'm talking, I was uh, talking on Twitter with Chopin the Bulldog and things like that. Um, they're kind of saying, you know, Sunday Night Football is the premier spot. So it's nice to see the Bills in this spot at home, getting the game in Buffalo, I think is huge. And, um, you know, 
couldn't be a better opponent for us. I think, like I said, the matchup is there, um, and we just got to go out and execute and, and take the game. Yeah, I mean, Sunday night football is definitely, it, to me, is more of a prominent spot just because it is football Sunday. It's technically the day that some people are still, you know, they're off work. Yeah, and sure. it's it's just, I, I like that. I like the feel of NBC's broadcast. I don't know what it is, but it's always got that really historical kind of uh, sports broadcasting vibe to it. Obviously, some of the greatest sports moments have been televised through NBC. So, of course, that will be on NBC for all of you guys out there that do not know uh, on Sunday Night Football kicks off. I believe at 820. So um, that's a really cool stat for as far as the Bills being undefeated against the Green Bay Packers at home um, all time. So that's great stuff. But let's move on to something else montage. And it's something that kind of gets me wondering a little bit. And there are, of course, rumors about the Bills being interested in two running backs that really most people are kind of, you know, obviously they, they've heard about. But there's also a third which there's some sort of like clouds surrounding about him. So, Montage, do you know who these three running backs are that the Bills are rumored to have interest in? Yeah, so Kareem Hunt uh, is the big name, uh, Cam Akers, and then there's swirls <laughs> about uh, Alvin Kamara. So I get really fired up about this because, man, I just I don't see anything. I, I'm just going to give my opinion. I don't know anything, obviously. I just don't see a big splash happening. I was Someone made a good point today. Um, I believe it was on WGR, but, you know, we're going to get Trey White back. That's a huge addition, you know, kind of coming at the deadline here. And then, you know, you have a free agent out there like Odell Beckham rumored to be coming to Buffalo potentially as a signing. Right. So the whole trade thing, giving up an asset for for someone, I just don't agree with it. I don't think that there's anybody out there that's head and shoulders uh, better than Devin Singletary, except for. Alvin Kamara. If we were able to get Alvin Kamara, yeah. I think he's head and shoulders above motor and he can be a lead. Head, back. shoulders, but if you're talking about Kareem Hunt and Cam Akers, I just I don't see the need. I'd rather give James Cook those snaps. I'd rather develop him more. Um, and I, I just don't see really why the add need somebody to go after outside running. of what we already have going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, I just I worry about the, the locker room too. I mean, how's that going to affect the locker room adding any of these guys? Obviously they know um, what's good, you know, what's good for the team. And I trust in them to do whatever they need to do to, to, to make that move happen if it's the right thing. And spin says, yeah, Josh Jacobs obviously is uh, our, our guy, DM three, Dave, he he really loves jo the idea of getting Josh Jacobs Josh over Jacob here. Josh Schmidt. And I just I don't see the Raiders parting with him without asking for more than we're willing to give. Not with the that's season the he's thing. having. Yeah, Not that's the, the big thing with Jacobs. I think the price may be too high, and I think that uh, Kamara is probably the same thing. They're probably not going to let him go for nothing. And I think the Bills will only take a deal if they can kind of get something for not much. They're not going to be willing to, to spend much to get something. So if if a team is um, you know, willing to eat a big part of the contract and um, take, uh, you know, modest assets that aren't uh, a big splash, then then maybe we can get something done. But I just don't see um, the Bills paying the price tag for the bigger names. And then I don't see the, the other names like Hunt and Akers being worth. I think that the Bills usually just kind of have smoke blown in the area of all these different rumors, right? And that's what's happened with Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, you know, and, and Brandon Bean's the kind of guy that just makes the trade out of nowhere. 
you know, he made the trade with for Antonio Brown. That threw us all off. And then comes back Stephon Diggs, right? And, of course, he sacrificed the first-round pick, but that was incredibly worth it. And right. they knew what they were doing when they did that. But I don't think this team likes to sacrifice draft capital. Now, of course, there's rumors that Cam Akers could be cut, and then the Bills could try to go after him then. But even then, it's, again, why do you need to add anything? For me, why add anything else on that? forefront now some people say okay well the, the you know the the Chiefs just added Kadarius Tony which was a really really good acquisition for them but do the Bills need to sacrifice draft capital for a guy that is maybe not even going to fit in with this offense or maybe even see enough touches to fit in with this offense because again Devin Singletary is his RB1 for me he gets the job done he does what he's asked he plays his role well and as far as Running back two, we could try to get a guy like James Cook going. That's why we drafted a guy like him, you know, early in the draft. That's what we want to yeah. do. So let's give those guys a chance to to mesh with the chemistry. It's always better to draft a guy than it is to go and sign guys. You know, the Yankees had so much success in the 90s because they they drafted those guys. They brought them up in their system. Now you see them going after people left and right, and it don't work, right? But I think that, yeah, Alvin Kamara is a different one, but you have to remember he's getting paid. We don't have the, the salary cap for that situation. It just – it ain't gonna. We can't take on as much as I'm sure that Bean can work it out somehow. But like, dude, we have other guys to pay. We got other people to pay. Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer. We have other guys to pay. Gabe Davis in the future. You know what I'm saying? The homegrown talent, the guys that we know are consistent in that locker room. So I love that you brought that comment up too, because it's something you don't want to mess with. Everything is working at this point. The the offense is is running in strides and it's working and it's fluid and it's a well oiled machine. And same thing with the defense, right? Now, of course, Odell Beckham Jr., I don't necessarily know how I feel about it. It wouldn't necessarily hurt to have another pass catcher in some situations, but that's not until the future. That's until the future. You know what I mean? We don't even know when that guy's ready to play, so we're not even going to talk about that. But as far as the running back trade rumors and and everything surrounding them, I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going to go after a guy like Kareem Hunt, who let's not forget what he was in the news for and what he was cut from the Kansas City Chiefs for when he was having an outstanding start to his young career. So, yeah. Um, and I think he's got a gripe with Cleveland right now, too. And I don't want to go get a player who's got a gripe with their current team because they're not going to be a star on this game and in this team. Um, there's nobody in the running back world um, that's really going to come in here and be any kind of star <coughs> of the show. I mean, it's it's very much Allen and Diggs, Allen-centric, and then you're going to fill in around it. And, um, you know, obviously Gabe Davis has done a tremendous job uh, playing his role. In yeah. When he's healthy, you know what I'm and saying like, it's when just he's healthy, insane. He's great. So I just, you know, I don't see, I guess, you know, you can always look to upgrade at the position. Devin singles, Devin Singletary is not the best running back in the world for sure. Um, Jacobs is better. Kamara is better. Kareem hunt is just as good probably. And has a little more thump, but he can't make guys miss like Singletary. But then again, so. how do we know? When have we ever asked Devin Singletary to take on the workload that those guys take on? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's another thing to look at. I'm not saying he's he's necessarily all-world at running back, but I think that Devin Singletary, his rookie year, he showed us a lot of promise when he had a bigger workload. With an Absolutely, and that's kind of the comment I made on struggle. Twitter, too, is just that, you know, if we do something <laughs> with Kareem Hunt, all we're getting is someone who can run on third and one. And there's so many other risks with getting a guy like that that the reward for being able to have a thumper on third and one doesn't appeal to me I, I think you know people don't like josh doing it and i understand that i understand their their point but i just that's what he's good at he loves doing it it fires him up 
And after he makes one of those plays, like you saw in Dallas, you know, and you're talking about, um, you know, did he mess up the one play in Tennessee where he slipped? Yeah, okay. And he, he hasn't got hurt yet on a QB sneak. And, I'm, you know, knock on wood, you know, I don't think that that's a, a reason to um, to go out and, and spend capital and, and mess up or potentially mess up your locker room um, because you want to be able to hand the ball off to some guy uh, on third and one. I just – it's just not – a necessity in my opinion i think there's so many other strengths of this team we shouldn't even be in a third and one we should be you know if we are we could spread them out and and run a qb sneak up the middle too so it's just a you know there's plenty of plenty of options i don't i don't like the idea of going and getting well let's take a look at some of the comments before we move on of course guys we're live here on the sit down on the built in buffalo network of course, a partnership with Underdog Fantasy, which we're going to have live picks ahead. QBs do QB sneaks all the time. Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, Motor is cheap around. right now. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, we're going to see how that. Um, He's like a diesel V6. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He could be a V8 sometimes. But, yeah, all right, let's move on to our next subject here, which is, of course, going to be the injury report. Montage, what do you got for us for as far as the Bills injury report and the Packers at this moment? So, you know, for the Green Bay side, you got Bakhtiari, Rashawn Gary, Elgin Jenkins, and Christian Watson as questionable. Um, you know, I didn't mention Watson. I failed to mention him when we talked about weapons. Um, he deserves, I guess, to at least get a mention that he has been a decent um, option, but, you know, he's not healthy, obviously. So he's not... Uh, it's questionable for this game. And then losing uh, Lazard obviously hurts. And uh, they have a cornerback out, which isn't going to help their cause at all. So, you know, really going to be watching from the Green Bay standpoint the um, the Rashawn Gary and David Bakhtiari injuries because yep. those two guys are pretty uh, much cornerstones for uh, what they want to do. No Alan Lazard, man, that's big. Yeah, that's obviously Rodgers' favorite target. Let's for the Bills, like we got Spencer Brown out and uh, Taiwan Jones questionable. And that's it. Okay, Everybody man. else is playing, and that's a beautiful thing to see. I love this list got a little bit longer just because of veteran rest days today um, where they got put on here. That's but, common. Um, for, the, for the most part, you know, I think that um, the Bills are rolling in pretty healthy and the Packers aren't. And that's just a rest. Again, these are all recipes for – um, kind of a, a thumping that I think the Bills are going to give to the Packers. All right, excellent stuff, Montage. Well, thank you for that. Of course, um, the injury report, well, if anything changes as far as that goes, check in with Built in Buffalo. We'll keep you guys updated all the way up to game time and through game time as well. So um, Bakhtiari and Lazard, tough. But, of course, uh, you know, one thing I wanted to mention about you know, Trey White will not be playing this week, as we all know. I'm okay with that. I, I don't see the need to rush him back. Everybody should be 100% respecting of this process for Tredavious White. And I think also it was a great sign to see Micah Hyde being at the facility with the team and still being present with this team, man. That's awesome to see. Of course, he's not going to play for the rest of the year, but what a guy, what a teammate. And it really, it's an awesome thing to see. And that's what I'm talking about, that camaraderie that exists within the Bills locker room. He said that it brought a tear to his eye just to see Tredavious White practice, and I thought that was pretty damn cool. So let's move on 
to our final game predictions before we get into our fantasy and betting picks with a live DFS show with, uh, of course, Montage over here. And, of course, Montage's Maniac of the Week and my Sauce Wing of the Week recommendation, as always. So let's go to the game predictions. Montage, what do you think? And then we'll check to see what you guys out there as well think. Yeah, guys, in the comments, get your uh, score predictions in, game predictions. Get them up. I'd love to hear what you guys got to say. And uh, we'll read a bunch of them at the end here if you guys put them in here. So um, I'm I'm going to go 42 to 7. I think it's going to be Man, you like your difficult. 40 points, huh? Yeah, I was, I was wondering if you're going to catch on. I don't think the Packers are going to score much, and I think the Bills are going to score a lot. So I was wondering in my head, what does that look like? And I just think that, you know, being able to potentially run the ball and start fast, I think that it could be another, you know, three, three and a half quarter game for Josh where he doesn't play all four quarters. I could see the final score being something like 45 to 20, 45, 20. And I mean, I think that maybe they just get some garbage time stuff or, you know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers has a couple of moments just because it is prime time. Yeah, That's the kind of things that I could see them maybe potentially scoring a little bit, but not enough to even match this Bills team. So I've got... 45 to 20, which is, wow, that's really looking at the over, I'm sure. Um, of course, now, I don't know what the weather is necessarily supposed to be like in Orchard Park on Sunday night, if it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a nice day, <laughs> if you don't understand. <clears throat> which is great. So that could obviously help the chances of what I'm talking about. So I got 45-20. Montage's got 42-7. Let's see some of the comments out there right now as far as score predictions. Yeah. Gage has got 37 to 12 10. Gage. Brent. 34-17. Okay, Brent? Spin 44-13. Him and I are kind of... Spin and Eric. Well, we're like in the middle. You know what yeah. I mean? He's splitting the difference between us. Yeah. Roy is 30-17. to 17, And then Gary is 40-13. to 13. So thanks for the comments, okay. guys. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Bills by a billion, so, obviously. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't ever not think that. Real quick, I think it's important just to yes. kind of comment on this really yes. quick. Um, and... Break going uh, in. Good point, Spin. Um, I think the pictures are – the outside picture is great. The inside picture doesn't show enough for me to really comment on. It's just showing a bunch of seats, which is fine. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I don't see – there's nothing that blows me away about it on the inside. But the outside looks absolutely amazing. I'm, I cannot wait if we have some sort of concourse like that where it's just – kind of a huge park and you have the statues of the buffaloes in there and just a place for people to kind of gather and um uh, really nice one last score prediction here matt saying 38 17 appreciate it Matt. and uh yeah and so yeah me, so i mean me, that's my that overall stadium. stadium design uh i overall i i think so like we see nowadays in the nfl 1.9 for allegiant stadium 1.9 billion i was over like 2 million i think maybe for so sofi these stadiums are, are are incredibly pricey, right? So for the Bills, 1.4, obviously. We know the taxpayer thing. I'm not going to get into that. But I think that the design was really cool. It's different. It's going to be taller than what we're accustomed to because right now the stadium kind of goes into a bowl, which I don't it, – some people are kind of disappointed with that. But I do like the the partial roof design. I, I never really think I wanted a full roof. I don't think I ever wanted a dome. Um, retractable roof would just be probably too damn hard to have with something with, with the elements that we have in Western New York. So I like the way it's set up because it does cover, I think 65% of seating and there are heated seats. So it's definitely going to be a really 
uh, cool looking stadium. And I know that they're giving some kind of homage to Buffalo architecture, which we all know is, is some of the most amazing features about the city of Buffalo is its architecture. And I think that the bronze statues they're talking about, the Buffaloes, <coughs> it's a really great way to pay homage. And they're trying to work with the Seneca Nation and stuff like that, I, as far as what I'm understanding, on um, trying to kind of make right with the, the the history that exists with them on that land as well. So that's something cool, yeah. too. Overall, I love the way that the Bills handle things and the way that this organization uh, handles <coughs> these types of situations. Holy cow. All right, so let's go ahead, Montage. Take us into some fantasy and betting picks here with live. Again, with fantasy, I'm sorry, underdog fantasy promo code. BIB for a deposit match up to a hundred hours right now. If you sign up on the underdog fantasy, you must be, I believe 21 or older to play. Yeah. So first thing I want to do is rip the higher on Josh Allen passing yards. I think he's going to hit 300. I think he has pretty well consistently uh, thrown the ball um, this week. So um, coming down here, we got 20 and a half receiving yards for motor. I think that's extremely low for what they've been using him for. I think it's going to be a great week to get some some higher on the Devin Singletary receiving yards. Um, the other one, now on, on underdog, you do have to pick one from each team at least. So I'm going to pick a couple. I'm going to pick at least one more Bills, but uh, then we're going to go and, and check out the Packers as well. So, let me give some advice too real quick. When you guys make picks, don't ever, ever, ever bet or pick with your heart. So, like, don't just go all lows for the Packers because that's what you want to see. If you want to win, you're going to have to understand. You're going to have to take a little sacrifice. There you go. So, out of out of what you see here, um, Sauce God, what do you think the the best play between the Diggs, Davis, Knox, and McKenzie? I'm not going to touch Bass on the field goal deal. Well, first of all, uh, I like that Dawson Knox over three receptions. I think coming off that Kansas City touch game-winning touchdown, and I think that's kind of the moment that he's going to start breaking through. So he's played pretty well in primetime games too, especially Sunday night football too. Yeah, great. Um, and then, you know, I like a lot a lot of these things. Let's see what they have for, um, for Green Bay, though. We're just going to check. Uh, like I said, you do have to have um, – one, you know, at least one from another team. So, uh, you know, Rogers passing yards is at two thirty-seven and a half. It's really low, but he doesn't have a lot of weapons to throw to. So they're going to need to run the ball if they're going to be successful. So it's just um, something I, I, I hate. I just want to hit higher, like naturally, just like of course. Here's one that really more. intrigues me: his passing <laughs> attempts, right? Because he hasn't thrown the ball a ton of games, right? But you feel like right. that's all they're going to be able to do. They're going to have to try to throw the football, right? So. Overall, like I'd rather look at something for like you got Aaron Jones at four receptions. He's gonna have to have more than that. I would think. I mean, if they want to have any chance, right? No, he's gonna have to. No, have. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, if you want to go with it, you rock with it, but I don't like it. You don't, don't like, like the it. four receptions. How about the thirty point five receiving yards? It doesn't have to be a higher, it could be a lower too. You think he's gonna get lower than that? I say higher on the receiving yards. I feel like they put it up there for a reason. Oh, yeah. So okay. Then, I'll uh, rock with that. I like um, okay. a lower Excellent. on Sammy Watkins because I think he's a bum. And that's what ah. we're going to roll with. What do you Get think? We should we do the little, little, Don't forget, you know, he did play in Buffalo for a while. So it's something about maybe something about it makes him want to come out and play. I think, I think he's going to go for over 40 yards. I think huh? maybe he, I think, I think he goes over. I want to hit higher on that or you want to pick something? Different? I have to, 
No, hit the hire. Tell him come back, and all he'll get is, is some uh, receiving yards, but not a win. We love it. How's all right. That? I always like going the to hires, too. It's, it's more fun watching the game and saying, come on, let's go. Over. Yep. Yep. I always love the overs. Okay. That's obviously submitted right there. Beautiful $10 to win. A nice payout there, of course. And that is with Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy and pick app there is. And, of course, you can get a deposit match up to $100. You deposit $100, you get $100. Boom. Right now, Just if like you that. use promo code BIB for Built in Buffalo, telling you. And if you have any questions, you're any picks, anything like that, you don't understand – Come and ask us directly. Of course, I'm on Twitter at Buffalo Sauce God. Montage is on Twitter at Mafia Montage. Come and ask us. We'd love to help you out, Bills Mafia. Let's win some damn money, too, at the same freaking time, huh? So, all right, let's move on to our usual segment week after week, and that is going to be the Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week. What do you got for us? Maniac of the Week. We just talked about it uh, coming off his touchdown last week to win the game. Dawson Knox over the middle and – through the woods to grandma's house, he's gonna go. Dawson Knox is this week's mafia montage maniac of the week. We're looking for a big performance out of 88. Uh, love, love the guy. Um, he got paid, he hasn't been super productive, but uh, showed up in a big moment last week. And I think this is really gonna propel uh, him forward for the remainder of the year. Awesome. So, of course, that's the Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week. And before Sauce's Wing of the Week, I want to remind you guys, if you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at BuiltInBuffalo underscore. Subscribe to the new YouTube page. Also, like us on Facebook and get at us, man, because we have got the best Bills content, podcasts, news, daily updates, and, of course, live shows. All the greatest stuff here with the Built in Buffalo Network. And, of course, proud partnership with Picasso's Pizza, West Turn, New York, Ticket IQ. And PLB Sports, Josh Jackson, seen him at Tops the other day, too, by the way. I love that. So let's move on to our other usual segment of the week, which is actually going to be a little bit different because he is the one that discovered it. Mafia Montage is actually going to have the wing of the week. Go ahead, brother. Sauce God shall bless. Yes. I, last night, man, just out of nowhere, I see a sign as I'm on my way home, 40 cent wings at Bloomfield's Pub <laughs> in Lancaster, New York. Bloomfield's Pub. Lancaster, New York. They say they're the home of the appetizer, I think. There. So, now, did anyway, you hot? So I go in. Yeah, I order 20 hot wings, right? Didn't ask for them any, any other way. I just say, hey, give me 20 hot wings. You have to order a drink. So I ordered a 7-Up. So, um, I, you know, crispy. I sent you the picture. You saw them. They were just perfection. Um, the sauce was a little, it wasn't hot. It wasn't spicy, which which was okay. I mean, I guess. Um, but, uh, it wasn't overly saucy, but, but they were just nice, crispy, flavorful wings. So, um, you know, sauce needs to get, you know, a little bit more on there. I might ask for a side of their, their hot wing sauce to, to dip them a little extra, have to, have to um, with but, them. but, uh, but overall, man, just very quality wings. I mean, going there, like thinking, oh, 40 cents, you know, what am I walking into here? Just meaty, juicy, crispy wings just couldn't. Couldn't rave about them enough, man. 40 cent wings. You got to go. Uh, Bloomfield's Pub, Lancaster, New York. Beautiful. Of course, that's Mafia Montage's Wing of the Week. And, of course, that is every Friday night. And, of course, 
I'll tell you what, Mafia Montage, I love the fact that you got your your maniac of the week is Dawson Knox. I think that that Kansas City game was big for him, and I think that it's just going to open him back up into the team, and and we're going to transfer through a portal. But I want to say to all you guys out there in the comments, thank you for every single comment, like, and share. And I appreciate everybody for hanging out with us as always. And, of course, the uh, sit-down is live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Built-In Buffalo Network's YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, which if you haven't done so already, subscribe, like, and follow to all of those things and get at us. Of course, I'm the Sauce God at Buffalo Sauce God. Join here with my co-host as always, Mafia Montage at Mafia Montage. From all of us here at Built-In Buffalo, we tell you guys, enjoy your weekend. Be safe, be responsible. God bless, and go Bills, baby. Go Bills.